We've got a special guest on the line with us. His name is Steve Seabolt, and he is a former NCAA athlete, certified financial educator, and author of the book How Money Works. Uh, Steve, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, Seabold. Yes, sir. All right. Good to have you on Sport Talk here in Chattanooga. How you doing today? Yeah, good thing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Uh, we have obviously been discussing this topic of paying co- collegiate athletes for, frankly, decades now. Um, and, and with the, I want to get your thoughts with the uh, fact that the court voted 9-0 in the NCAA versus Alston case, unanimously saying that the NCAA um, really has been, you know, that they need to stop putting work on these athletes back and, and, and pay them something. So just your, your initial reaction to that uh, ruling earlier in the week. Oh, it's a, it's a ruling and, a, and a, a victory that a lot of us have been waiting for, for, as you said, decades. I mean, this is just it. The NCAA has been ripping these college kids off for, for, for so long and getting so rich on the backs of these great players. And finally, uh, there's, some, uh, you know, there's some justice uh, on the side of the players. I don't know if you know this name. What part of the country are you from? Atlanta. Okay. Well, this guy, he was a kicker. His name was John Bexvort, and he was a kicker for the University of Tennessee, and he was from right here in Chattanooga. He is the first one that came into our studio, and this, I mean, literally, this might have been late 90s. That's how long ago it was. That uh, and said, we've got to get come together as players, and we got to work for these active uh, athletes uh, to be paid something for the money that they are making, and 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 for the they're each individual university. So, I mean, this has been talked about so long, and I, frankly, the NCAA is lucky they've gotten along with uh, gotten away with it for so long. Oh, they have. I mean, the NCAA has got to go. They're a corrupt organization. Anyone who's ever been around the NCAA for any amount of time knows that. I mean, they're holding on to a $20 billion enterprise. Meanwhile, the college coaches, the top ones, as you know, are making between 5 and $10 million a year. That's just what they publish. Of course, they're making far more than that. We all know that. These are literally some of the wealthiest people in America, these college coaches. But their players make nothing. I don't know how these guys sleep at night. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Man. <laughs> I'm assuming the pillow's really, really soft. <laughs> yeah, high level pillows. It must be. Yeah. So, um, what, what's the plan, though? I mean, that's that's our whole thing, is because here in Chattanooga we have University of Tennessee Chattanooga, which is a, a FCS level school, uh, and and obviously compare their athletic budget versus a University of Tennessee or University of Georgia or Alabama athletic budget so comparison. is night and day, yeah. you know? So what are your thoughts on, on a plan to, to pay athletes? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been around for a long time. You get rid of the NCA, you, you replace it with a legitimate, fair organization, and you, you, you put in place a, an incentive compensation structure just as they do in every Fortune 500 company in the country. It's nothing complicated. It's not new. It's been done. It's done every day. I've worked on incentive comp structures for 25 years, and the same thing can be done. And the big schools and the great players will make the most, and the the least amount of players, well, the players with the least uh, contribution, will make the least. So you put you you pay them based on their time on the field or time on the court. Well, whatever their employment contract would say, whatever their agent can negotiate for them, that's what the, the way they'd be paid. But effectively, it would be done based on contribution, just like it's in the company. A CEO makes the most, the janitor probably makes the least, and in the middle is based on all based on contribution. It's a free market. That's the way the country operates. Right, right. And, and I have no issue with that. I, I really don't. Because let's take, um, uh, for instance, uh, Tua, when he was with Alabama, you know, 
that kid would have made a lot of money. Oh, if, no doubt. If he would, uh, if that would have been in place when he was playing, uh, versus say the the third string quarterback. Of course, two is going to make more. So yeah, that, that makes that makes total sense. Uh, but will and I know your plan. I believe you said your plan is to get rid would be to get rid of the NCAA so we can get past some of this uh, uh, some of this nonsense. But as of right now, we still have the NCAA. So are they going to mess it up? I guess is my question. Well, if you leave it to the NCAA, they sure will. They mess up just about everything. I mean, that they have a long history of doing that and a long history of greed and corruption. And and so so whether they stay and the courts force them to do the right thing, which is what just nine zero. Our Supreme Court doesn't agree on anything. It's a mixed court. And but on this one, if you read the review, it's scathing. They basically said no organization in the country would operate like this. It's a, it would be illegal. I mean, that's how bad this is. But. They've got a chokehold. And, and the fact is, as you guys know, we're not talking. I played tennis. I played Division One tennis years ago. But we don't, you know, tennis doesn't make money. It costs the schools money, just like most of the sports. But tennis families typically and golf families come from, come from wealthy, wealthy families, wealthy backgrounds. But these kids, you know, in basketball and football typically come from inner city or poor backgrounds. So they know they can take advantage of them because they don't know how money works. They don't know the value of uh, even if they were compensated at a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars a year, when that money grows over forty-five years until they retire, they would be multi-multi-millionaires. But they don't know how it works, so they take advantage of. It. Right. You know. So, uh, do you think that the power we've heard this, you know, Power Five conferences breaking away from the NCAA at that point in time, you think that would start a move forward away from that uh, organization, or do you think that would just cause even more chaos? I think it might cause more chaos, but, I mean, there, there's been talk about that, unionization, all kinds of things. The bottom line is that if the NCAA is on the wrong side of history. They're going down at one level, or they're going to have to be completely restructured. Emmert's got to go. The board's got to go. I mean, they need a, a, a bunch of fair-minded, fresh thinkers in there to, that, that are on the kids' side. I mean, these effectively, you guys, you know this. These are kids. These are 18- and 19-year-old kids. These are not experienced business people. You know, again, if the families of, of these kids were golf and tennis players, they would own the NCAA. But since they're poor families, they don't know better. They're just they're just glad their kids getting an education, and I don't blame them for that. But they don't have the clouds or typically the background to understand how big of ripoff this actually is. You know, the the conversation um, for the the U.S. women's national soccer team. You know, it's been about equal pay. Uh, do you think that's going to uh, do you think that's going to make its way into this college discussion uh, as far as you know the women's teams versus men's football, men's basketball, or is it just going to be hey? And maybe this is the only way you can do it, where hey, your your quote unquote salary is going to be based on the revenue that your sport brings in. I think that's what it's got to be. That's the way the free market operates. That's the way a free market economy operates. Just just like any company. I mean, that the the directors at, at Apple make a lot more money than the directors at ABC company. That's much smaller and less profitable. So you have to, if, if they can draw the crowds and bring in the money, God bless them, pay them, pay them accordingly. If they don't, I don't care if they're female or male, they just can't get paid. Well, and you have to understand, I mean, I think there's not, there's not this thought of equal pay like for the starting quarterback at School X as opposed to the cross-country runner, right? I mean, there, sure. has, there, there has to be some sort of kind of rule set to where um, you're just going to know that the – the football and basketball teams are going to make the most because that's the most popular sports at universities typically. And hope you're a big enough star. In those, yeah, hope you're a big yeah. enough star in those lesser sports that uh, that name, image, likeness ruling, whenever it comes down, will benefit you more. 
<laughs> well, and it most likely won't. Right. I mean, most likely in the smaller sports, like, you know, I played at South Alabama tennis, the top 20 school in the country at the time. And, you know, but nobody, nobody was walking around with the, 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 my name on the back of their jersey and, and probably never will for any of the players play. Currently, the sport's not popular enough. So it's got to be based on merit. It's got to be based on how are all these giant salaries for these coaches being paid? They're not, the tennis coaches don't make five million a year. The golf coaches don't make five million a year. You know, but the football and basketball coaches, and that's just what they publish. I mean, what goes on behind the scenes is just staggering. There's a level of corruption with that as well. These people are becoming stupid rich. I mean, and on the backs of these great athletes. And like you said, it's the perks too. Not necessarily, you know, checks coming their way, just the perks and maybe some checks. Other. Than oh, that. you're totally right. Oh yeah, even back then, I, I, I went to school 30 years ago. I mean, it, there was still corruption. I mean, they, they, one of the, the, the kids that played basketball was a, a fa- pretty famous pro player. I won't say his name, but he was driving he was from a poor family in Mississippi. And he was driving the biggest Cadillacs, you know, in the in the school back then. And he's a freshman in college. I mean, there's there's been that that you know backroom stuff has been going on with sports forever, as we all know. But it nothing is bigger than the way it goes on with coaches. I mean, it's just insane, the kind of money. And, and as you say, perks that, that are thrown at these guys behind the scenes. So would you propose like a team of agents at every university that takes these kids and says, okay, you know, you need to do A, B, C, D. And uh, as you start to progress as a player at our university, then you're going to be more high profile. You'll have an opportunity to maybe, you know, go sign autographs at a car dealership or whatever. You know, go uh, do appearances uh, like professional athletes get paid to do. I mean, would you propose like a like a um, a group of agents uh, being employed by the university, or how would you tackle that one? I think they should be independent. Otherwise, the university will somehow, you know, poison them. I mean, when there's money involved, as you guys know, the, the kind of billions of dollars we're talking about, I don't think you can leave it up to an institution to protect these kids. They're going to have to have their own independent agents. And then it basically comes down to what your employment contract says, what kind of deal your agent negotiates for you, just as they do in the pros. It's no different. It's just an incentive compensation structure. It's just based on merit and, you know, contributions to the team, just like in any company. It's not really that difficult to put together. But oh, the NCAA would make you think it is. <laughs> it's like, There's oh, no you're way absolutely, we can and they said that. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I've debated the people at the NCAA. They've said, oh, it would be a nightmare to pull. Oh, yeah, they're trying to hold on to their twenty billion dollar, you know, cash cows because they're all Emmert's making. You know, the president's making two point seven million a year, and I'd like to see him throw a football or put a ball in a basket. Or, you know, or, I mean, it's it's just crazy. I don't know. I, again, if the players were making money, then you say, hey, if maybe he's worth it. But the players make zero. And with Emmert, I mean, every time he opens his mouth, he puts his foot in it. I mean, it's just uh, that guy. I don't see how he has a job. Uh, either, yeah, two point seven million worth, and that's just again what they publish. <laughs> right. So talk talk about your book. Uh, tell the folks about your book. Well, I'm a co-author along with a, a gentleman named Tom Matthews, a 40 year Wall Street veteran, uh, called "How Money Works," and it, it basically it's the same kind of concept as the NCA. We wrote a book so simple that a 14 year old could understand it about the most powerful areas of personal finance. And so the financial institutions don't rip off the average person, which they've been doing for 150 years in this country. You know, if you don't know how money works, just like these, uh, these families of these kids don't, uh, you can get taken pretty easily, and they sure will take you, and that's what they're doing. Where can they find the book? Amazon.com or HowMoneyWorks.com. There you go. Nice. Steve, we appreciate your time, man. We'll see how all this plays out. I just, because of the NCAA's track record, I just feel like it's just going to be more chaos, more of a joke, more of an embarrassment. And, I, you know, so I don't know. 
I don't know. We're going to win eventually, guys. We're going to. They won't be the NCAA that'll give it to us, but but the courts are going to take it because it's the right thing to do. You got it, Steve. Thanks go. for the time, man. Thanks, guys. All right, Thank you. appreciate you. There you go, Steve Seabold, and uh, his thoughts certainly an outspoken advocate uh, for paying those college athletes.